On today's episode, Dave interviews actor Jeff Perry. Jeff was a founding member of Chicago Steppenwolf Theater Company and star of Scandal. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Start, so it's not like okay, oh, groovy, groovy, so we just kind of start. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so, I've had some people say things and they don't realize that we start, and they went, "Oh, I didn't mean for that." It's like, okay, no, who man. cares, <laughs> right? Right. right? Right. We've had enough. We've had enough political editing. Oh my God! I, I think so about so. I so often. Think, I'm sometimes a potty mouth. Does that matter? Oh fuck! We fucking swear on this oh, all the time. Oh. Um, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine said, "You swear, you swear a lot," and it made me listen to these things and, and go, be mindful oh, of it. Oh yeah. I go. Yeah. Then maybe I could be more creative. Right. Right. And that's <laughs> yeah, what it was. It's like yeah. maybe I could be more creative. Making. Like, do I need to say fuck as much as I'm saying fuck? <laughs> and because and you know, anything that you say, it's it's a Sheldon particular. A Sheldon particular. <laughs> Anything, any action that you do too much ruins the, reduces the impact of that action. Yeah, yeah. That's a Sheldon thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But I do like to swear a lot, Jeff. I like to swear a lot. I do too. Yeah. I do too. And the people that I know, they like to swear a lot too. <laughs> um, I've I'm taking some, some of this off because yeah, take it off. I'm take hot. It off. Uh, right. And it's, it's warm in here. It's warm in here. Where did you live when you first moved? Um, I first lived in... Uh, a little wraparound um, uh, apartment building in Van Nuys. Van Nuys? In Van Nuys. Why did you go to Van Nuys? Lori Metcalf and I mm-hmm. um, you know, grew up, fell in love, right. got married right. and, uh, um, in Steppenwolf Theater land of Chicago. Right. And had then like about a three-year-old Zoe Perry, mm-hmm. who's now 29. I know. And we uh, um, we started in what about 1982, Steppenwolf, taking some shows to New York. Mm-hmm. And Lore, maybe off of a beautiful play called Bomb and Gilead. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, playing this character, Darlene. Got kind of nice notice, and New York-based casting directors Risa Brayman and Billy Hopkins were casting the Roseanne Barr TV show. Right, right. And Lori, they got Lori in there. Right, and got her a job that would end up lasting eleven years. I was on a sh- I was on one of the episodes. Okay, <laughs> but I was on an episode that had such fucking drama going on. Like she, I think she, I, I could be wrong, but I think she walked off set, John Goodman walked off set, Roseanne, everybody was waiting, and we were all stuck in CBS Radford for Roseanne, for those people to come back. I was supposed to be, it was supposed to be three days on that show, and we stretched out into five, sitting in our fucking honeypots waiting for everybody else to come back because everybody was having such a hard time on that show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um... <laughs> yeah, I never, uh, um, because I'd grown up seeing Laurie, you know, who is the Michael Jordan of acting to me. Yeah. Um, do kind of everything under the sun. At the mo- I didn't yet have an appreciation that I now have 15 some years later, or 20 years later, whatever the hell it is, of kind of how, uh, that there was relative coolness in what they were all doing. Who's there was some, uh, uh, the, 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 Ro- the Roseanne people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to yeah, me, yeah. Yeah. it was as uncool as it could possibly be. It was because a sitcom. It was sitcom. Yeah, because right. it was a sitcom. Uh, um, and, and, a, a sitcom and, around a, 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 a stand-up. Yes. Is that what it was? Yes. Right. right. Yes. And, and kind of, you know, feel, felt like it was using one-fiftieth of what I knew Laurie could do. Right. You know? As an artist, mm-hmm. anyway, so I didn't pay attention to it. But oh, but, but why did I end up living here? So Laura and I knew that we were coming to the end of our marriage, mm-hmm. but and we also knew, kind of like whoever landed the next gig of any uh, of any legs, we would conspire to be in the same city because right. we had our little three-year-old Zoe, right? And we had to, uh, and we wanted to parent from the same city, right? Um, and so. It made my choice. The gang I grew up with, uh, of John Malkovich and Joan Allen and John Mahoney and uh, Terry Kinney and Gary mm-hmm. Sinise and Al Wilder, and, uh, everybody was kind of feeling their individuation like a band that was going to feel like, what, what, what's it like to play single? Like the Beatles. For the first time the, in my life. Like the Beatles yeah. in 66, 67, yeah. 68, so where they went, you know what, this is what we're going to do now, but separate as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. 
And and everybody was kind of feeling out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. little New York, uh, little L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, John was feeling out Europe. Right. And and I was kind of leaning toward New York, but Lori's gig made my choice. Uh-huh. And so I ended up in L.A. Right. And thank God, or I wouldn't have fa- met my wife of 20-some years, Linda Lowy, an amazing person and casting director. Right. And casting director of my absolute current love gig uh, Jeff, that scandal show, you know, on that, I, ABC. That show is so, the writing on that show is so fucking tight. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, I, it's like if Mamet wrote, if Mamet was a woman <laughs> and wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thrilled. David, I've been thrilled because, hey, on one hand, man, I think from, say, The Sopranos on, mm-hmm. I kind of think, hey, the best of TV is gorgeous. Yep. It's gorgeous. Yep. It's like, this is another golden age. If everybody thought that the, the, the U.S. Steel Hour and GE Playhouse, right. and da, 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 right. with, with the young Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward and, but the young and, and Lee J. Cobb and Patty Chayefsky and right. Rod Serling. Right, and, right, and, right, right, and, right. And great film directors, right. Robert Altman right. and uh, uh, Sidney Pollack, and, right. and, and that everybody cut their teeth. On, on on that television. Oh, and then it exploded from there. And exploded from there. Right. And uh, and that was glorious. Right. But this is glorious too. Yep. This is glorious too. I think and I feel like I'm getting to be part of, I'm kind of getting to be part of that. Not to poo-poo my only you're, other regular I don't understand team. what you're saying. Okay, you're okay. Getting. No, no, when you say getting, yeah. you're not getting, you are, aren't you? You're not getting to be part of, you, you are part of it. Yeah, you're right. I'm just using those words. No, you are. people say getting or trying. And, and yeah, what you're you really right. mean is you fucking are. Just as you were with Steppenwolf, part of that fucking golden age of Chicago theater that was then at that time now. Most people get to ride one wave, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. You I ride know. two. I know, I know, I know. And I you're know. still riding yeah. it. But, and, and, and here's <laughs> the thing about that is you get to fucking do plays... And you get to do the, the TV sitcom. And by the way, I was looking through all the names of all the characters you've ever played. Your character names are great. You know, all, you don't play Mr. It's not like you play Mr. Johnson. It's like you're Carlos Stanhope or something. You know what I mean? Like the names, yeah. you, the character names that you play, like really great. What was the name? So this is Cyrus Bean. Cyrus Bean. Okay. What was the guy? Uh, what was the? You were in um, uh, in uh, Don Johnson's show. Harvey Leak. Right. Okay. Let's just use those two. Yeah. So you've got two names with two E's at the end, right? <laughs> Leak and Bean, right? What's up with that? What's yeah, up what's, with up that? With that? What's, what's up with that? What's up with that? I'm just That's saying, funny. okay. Um, but you rode out, so so you are, you, it is a golden age yeah. right now. Yeah. And it's very cool to see Shonda, who uh, uh, my wife She's a, sort Shonda of got is, in, almost got into television casting by her and Shonda. Uh, hitting it off. Mm -hmm. And Linda realizing, like a lot of people who work in camera, Linda had made most of her life um, and living off of film work, and it started to dry up like crazy. And it's the same phenomena that has a Gary Sinise or a Glenn Close or a Kevin Bacon or da-da-da, and everyone we can think of who maybe never... There to four had done TV, all right. on TV. Right. That the middle class of film went bye-bye. Right. That there's a couple, it feels like there's a couple of great indies that squeak through. Yeah. And 17 tentpole Very Spider-Man 7s. Right. You know? Really interesting. Okay. And, right. And, uh, and people really couldn't make a living except the top, you know, handful right. of people making a full-time living in, in, in film. Right. And so TV, 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 and then uh, I always thought, "Wow, the HBO and the Showtime right. and the FX mm-hmm. and the stars and mm-hmm. the this and that," and we kind of watched it all happen. That it felt so much like the American Conservatory Theater That's what, of right. the '60s yeah. and early '70s, and the Guthrie of the '60s and '70s, right. and then and then the organic. And then to think in Chicago theater terms. That's exactly what I'm thinking, too. The organic theater and the the St. Nicholas Theater and Remains and Steppenwolf. Right, right, right. That that the subscription model. Yep. um, Ah, I see where you're going with that. uh, You're you're only going to have $10, but you know where the $10 is going from. So, oh my God, 
we can do whatever we want. Right. And I think the audience is paying us to have an idea, not vice versa. There's a different look between there's a different look between network television and cable. Uh, cable. Yeah. There's a different look. There's a different feel. Yeah. And I think that I look at your I look at your show and I think that show could easily go to any of the the, the cable stations. And I think that it would. That would fucking rock to yeah. take your show yeah. on that. So, so it's just you're you're yeah. unencumbered yeah. by certain writing styles that you that are necessary to be on it. ABC. Yeah. Does that? Am I making sense there? Totally making sense. And we have said, uh, we've kind of said to Shonda, Shonda, it feels like you are you are really trying to do cable on network. Right. And that was true of another gig, my dear wife had and another collaboration she's had with Peter Berg and mm -hmm. Sarah Aubrey in Film 44 that Friday Night Lights barely existed on network and felt like this is cable fair man. Yeah man. This is cable. Not that it swears, not that it needs to get naked and this right. and that, but it's just there's a cinema verite-ness and bones to it that feel like this would thrive on cable and it can barely get a network audience, but it did. I think that, that it's a matter of raising your child as a fundamentalist as opposed to raising your child as an atheist. And I, what I mean when I say that is, like, if you raise your child as a fundamentalist, they're going to be, they're, they're going to be in the little box that you're putting them in. If you raise them as an atheist or agnostic or something like that, they can fucking fly. But if they know I can only say this much, they're going to, they're going to want to explode out of it. But looking at all the, looking at, at Showtime and what they can say and, and, and HBO and what they can say and, and looking at all the little theaters in Chicago who went, you know what, all that we got to do is fucking play for ourselves and everybody else will come because everybody is free in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's, and, and the cable model, I mean, because I assume the economies are different enough. Not anymore, but they started out different enough. Mm -hmm. And the economic model, like, which is why I brought up the not-for-profit theater scene, right. is that the economic model was subscription-based. It wasn't dependent on as many numbers mm -hmm. and advertisers. Right. You know? And uh, also, everybody getting their fucking fingers in. It's like, we're going to boycott that company. And, we're gonna, and, and, and when you get that, those advertisers, those advertisers have that can't do that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think your Playhouse 90 and all those other things, there was less of an idea of more people uh, getting their fingers in and, 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 and uh, political groups coming in and saying, we're going to boycott your oatmeal. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But now it's all getting very blurred. Right. Because there's 17 ways to watch product, it seems like. Right. The difference between an HBO size audience and some of the networks is really shrinking. Yep. It's almost becoming the same thing. Yep. We, as a cast in Scandal, have been live tweeting to, I don't know, 100,000 people mm -hmm. like crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, something I never had heard, <laughs> had thought of before of or anything. And Carrie Washington uh -huh. and Shonda Rhimes both encouraged us to, because Carrie was kind of used to it in the previous couple years of her career. Right. And Shonda had kind of watched that that whole phenomena grow, and she said, "We got we got to do this. Uh, 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 we 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 should try to do this." And our audience is um, sort of s beautifully small enough; it makes an impact. Yes, that talking to a hundred thousand people or so makes an impact. Right. Whereas ten years ago, a network executive would go, "I don't care about a hundred thousand people. Right. I need seven million. Right, exactly. Or go away. Right. You right. Know? And what's also is happening is, and and you, you, I was talking to somebody about. Oh, I was talking to my therapist about this today. The idea that I live in this apartment and I am living, a, I'm living an analog life in a in a virtual world. And what I mean by that is I come in and I go online and I check out Facebook and I check out tw uh, Twitter and I check out all those things. I have relationships with people that aren't here that I don't even know. But there's a connection there that I didn't know before that I now have. Mm -hmm. You know, do you understand know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that it's that idea that uh, we we live in a world of being connected to people that we never thought we'd be connected with, and we get to talk to them, and they get to talk back to us, and we feel I feel like I make a difference in their lives, and they make a difference in my life, and I don't know them, so we're looking at people, at getting to know people on a very fucking different level. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. And also, you're open for it. You, mm. Jeff Perry, is mm. open for, I don't know how often you tweet. I don't tweet. Yeah, I, don't. yeah. I mean, we, we do it, we try to live tweet during the show. Uh-huh. And retweet things uh-huh. and answer people a right. bit. And come up with a little bit of behind the scenes. Right. Or just our opinion. Of, oh, I love I love scenes when Carrie and Tony do this, right? And I love when we go back in time, oh, man, and then right? bounce back into the present, mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Right. That's all. Just but but it's also I... you you're you're connecting to your love of it, and you're broadcasting it, so you're looking at it in a way that it becomes, I don't know, if it's more real to you or more more appreciative to you. Yeah, uh, I, I I you know, I mean, I'm doing it honestly, man. I'm doing it out of. Uh, that normal showbiz, oh, you got to get the word out. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you know, you just got to get the word out. Old school. People have to know, people have to know you're doing the gig. Right. And, um. Is that okay with you? It is okay. I mean, I've always had, honestly, David, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've, I've always had a, I've had a pretty rarefied, uh, precious possibly, I don't know. I'm, I found out very early on that I was not good at raising money. I was so thankful when our board of directors, if they were from Sara Lee right. or from the local bank or whatever, would would l- let us be little freaks in our basement and come up with ideas for plays and do them. Right. And them raise money. Right. Because, but because when I would try to, I was just, it just felt like the most ill-fitting suit. And the same reason I can't work in an insurance company or whatever, you know, as much as I bitch about half the time being unemployed. But... Um, right. And, um, so, so the promotion part, the marketing, of promotion part. The marketing yeah. and promotion uh-huh. part, uh-huh. you know, of showbiz, mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never been good at networking, schmoozing, going to parties because you might meet someone. <laughs> right. Da, 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 da. Right. And all of that, it's always been like, couldn't the work speak for itself? Can I try to just keep getting better? And if the work's good, things will be cool. And there's been enough positive reinforcement for that. Right. That, um, you know, that I could keep doing that. And, you've seen and our- at the same time, there's been enough... Um, you know, relative frustration, artistic, scratchy, itchy, ickness. That you know that I that that I go uh, that I'm 57 years old, mm-hmm. man, and I'm thinking I may try to get a publicist. I don't really know what that is. I kind I must know. Right. I'm not an idiot. I've right. read about such things. <laughs> I've never met one, but I may try to see about. Paying one, mm-hmm. you know, could I get this work, which feels, uh, which I'm proud of, and which uh, feels like you know, gorgeous bed to lie in. I'm I'm given gorgeous yes, writing you are. Yes, for you this are. gay yes, you are. Republican dichotomous, savage, sweet head of staff right. that I get to play. Chief, chief of staff. Chief yeah, of staff. Yeah, chief, yeah, staff. chief of staff. Yeah, yeah, chief yeah. of staff to the uh-huh. president. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, and I'm given these gorgeous character-driven scenes, mm-hmm. and and you know five-minute monologues yeah, right? that feel like Shonda meeting Hunter Thompson right. from Fear and Loathing on the campaign right. trail. You know? I always want more. I want you to talk more. <laughs> um, but when and, you're and, on that, I want you, I want you to yeah. more dialogue. I bet you do too. Okay, keep going. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so so uh, oh, what were we on? Marketing and promotion. Market, marketing yeah, promotion so I'm thinking about that yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, and Got it. Um, and thinking, hey, I should maybe do that, man. Because if I could get like a nomination, right. You know, for a any th- any kind of award, the Dog Catcher Best Supporting Actor Award, right? Um, have you been the up sad, for em- the this, been, the that? Have you been up for Emmys? I've never been. No, no, a never cast, been, no, no never been nominated right. for that. No cast. But now, I'm assuming there's twelve different kinds of awards, and right. if you can just trumpet that you were nominated right, for one of right, them, right? Um, you might get another gig and ten more dollars. Right. So at fifty-seven, I'm 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 th- I'm thinking, hey, that might be a cool thing to do. And what? And really, at the end of the day, what does it cost you? <laughs> what does it cost you at the end of the day? I mean, it might time it cost you and a bit of money. So what the fuck? But so what? You know what? So yeah. the fuck what? Yeah. 
I mean, it's much better than what we used to do, which is stand on the L and hand out pamphlets. I mean, not pamphlets, but flyers, you know? And it's like, who, uh, scraping money together to get up on the Belmont L. It's like, how much is it? It's $1.50. It's like, Jesus, what do you got? I don't know. I don't know. What do you got? I got a joint. I got some cigarettes. Like, ah, uh, we're going to need money. So going up there and, and you know, and, and, and passing out shit to people walking off the L. And when I was at Second City, I remember not having to do that anymore. You also, uh, you surround, but what, <laughs> what you don't want to do, you surrounded yourself with a bunch of people who don't want to do that either. Yeah. And yeah. the great thing was, the work did pay for itself, so other people went, you know what? I get it. Yeah. In order for, for you to do more of that, I will help you. You board of directors, yeah. Sarah Lee. Yeah. And nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Yeah. Everybody yeah. doesn't like something, but nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. 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 Right? The sheet cake? Sarah Lee sheet cake, do you remember that? Pound cake. Oh, the pound cake? You, you were the one of the pound oh, cake? And oh, the, oh, oh. I was sheet cake. I could live on that pound cake. Oh, fitting. fucking. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was the chocolate with the white frosting on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could go for that right now and what we don't eat anymore. What we don't eat anymore. Oh, my God. And, uh, and, but looking at where we've, where we've all gone and surrounding ourselves with, with the people that we surround ourselves with that just help us move forward... Joyce Sloan, producing for Second City, you know, mm. those people, um, everybody that worked staff at Second City, everybody that was on, you know, crew, whatever, the stage manager, that sort of thing that made you say, that, that allowed you to do what it is that you fucking did and not have to worry about anything else. Oh, I know. Why I do know. people do crew? I, I don't know. I know. Why do they kill themselves? Exactly. At a fraction of my spoiled, rotten ass salary. <laughs> exactly. And they're there, exactly. you know, 30% more hours oh, yeah, than right. I ever am. And climbing ladders and changing lights and doing the thing and then and then, and scraping their knuckles. And I'm hey, like, oh, I don't want to scrape my knuckles. I know. I know, man. I know. It's just, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's astounding, admirable, and wild. And, and yet there's some, everybody has that little thing within them that makes them want to do what it is that they're doing. The yeah. compulsion. Yeah. yeah. And the compulsion is such an important thing. Because right now you're on the cusp of getting a, a, a publicist. Mm -hmm. So you're not yet compelled to do that, yeah. but you're pretty, you know, you've got your idea, you have your thought on yeah. it, but what you really want is you want to win an award. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's... Uh, I want to win a fucking award. Yeah, I'm sure I want the... Look, if there's things that are deeply shaming to me, and embarrassing and have been since I was a kid uh -huh. about the the strangeness of a of a showbiz plumbers convention and the breaking your own arm patting your own back aspect mm -hmm. <laughs> of the club and and also the mystery of wow I mean John and Jane Doe want to watch this like crazy right. the private gushing party tearful gushing abused child party <laughs> <laughs> that is the emotion right. of these awards right <laughs> you know right. and that's all it's it's um it's it, it it it's embarrassed me deeply. I'm sure I'm not alone. <laughs> um, so you know that you know you know that 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 side of it, mm -hmm. um, the voyeur I, side of it. Are you saying? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, all of it. yeah, all all of it, and I, I'm kind of a uh, what? My dad infected me with love of basketball, mm -hmm. and and I always loved playing at the park, any sport. Mm -hmm. And I so I dig sports and uh, uh, of, of various kinds. And first, second, and third, and fifth, and 17th, and 43rd place always made sense to me right. there. Right. But first and second and third place, you know, you know, in art, uh, always seemed bizarre. Always it, seemed bizarre. And, and I always had... Uh, um, you know, always had the rebellious and uh, um, love for a George C. Scott saying, right. fuck you right. with your award. Uh, and, Marlon and, Brando, too. And Marlon Brando. Right. And, uh, 
and all and all like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, but I but God, I don't know what Daniel Day Lewis, you know, kind of a ridiculous artists and the dignity of uh, this speech a few nights ago, um, at whatever awards they were mm -hmm. for for his part as Lincoln, right. Um, Man, that made me feel like a grown-up and right. proud of our profession. Very much so. And so it's it's cool. It's a good, it's simultaneous truths. I think, I, but, and yeah, I think I would love one. But here's the thing. No, of course you would, <laughs> and I would too. And, and but here's the, here's two things that came. Yeah. Like like the, the the analogy of you saying the sports thing. Okay, because. First, second, and third place, you understand yeah. because that's fact-driven. You got these. You got these amount of points in this amount of time. Yeah. So I'm going. I get it because yeah. it's fact-driven. Yeah. But what you just said about truth is because your truth about what Daniel Day Lewis does, your feeling. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's not a codifiable, you know, metrics thing. Your feeling about it is just your feeling about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, it, and it's fluid. Yeah. Facts aren't fluid. They are hard and solid fucking things. Yeah. Now. Um, uh, the last guest we had, I think, was John Gatins, who is nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, I just interviewed him. He was just here a couple of days ago uh -huh. for Flight. And, uh, and, and so I go, and I know John from, you know, I know John from, from you know, he's a, I know, I know him from here. And we used to, we hung out and it was a great interview. My question to him was, how the fuck does this feel? And he goes, it's fucking weird. And I said, are you enjoying it? He says, I'm loving it. And for me, he's not loving it because he deserves it. He's loving it because he's on the fucking train. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's just, and would he love to win an Academy Award? Of course. Yeah. But right now, he gets to go to say to his wife, what are we going to wear? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of stuff. Like yeah. the, the stuff that you look at in your life, like right now. I would love to be nominated. You love, I, I would love to be fucking nominated for something. You sure? But at the end of the day, that's a fleeting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 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 But it's probably really good. Oh, it is really good. Cake and ice cream, man. Well, yeah. But it's also like but you've 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 won Jeff Awards. No. You've never won Joseph Jefferson Awards. Never been nominated. No, for no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tony's. No. 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 Like like Steppenwolf was never nominated. I for think a Tony. the only nomination I've ever gotten was a Drama Desk Award. Supporting actor for August Osage County. Uh huh. A couple of years ago, but August Osage County won Tonys. Oh yeah, and that's I've been and I've been part of. That's what I'm talking about. No, I, and right. and the being part of is so uh, honestly a motivator for me. I fucking love team. Yep, I collaboration. Love, I love when people can figure out how to make. Uh, uh, a connection mm -hmm. that is bigger than both of them or three of them or 17 of them right. or 24 of them. You right. know, I love it. I love it. Right, so, um, our Terry and Gary and I who gathered uh, John Malkovich and Laurie Metcalf and da -da -da from school and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, uh, to, to form Steppenwolf, um, um, we are... are May, certainly didn't articulate it at the time, probably, but but Bergman using and being with Lee Volman and Erlen Josephson and right. B.B. Anderson and, and Max von Sydow and, and Robert Altman using people again and again, <laughs> Scorsese and De Niro and Pesci mm -hmm. mashing and, and, you know, any kind of... Uh, Lucy and... Lucy and Desi, right. uh, uh, the Monty Python boys, the Second City TV guys, mm -hmm. uh, uh, all sorts of casts of Second City in Chicago. You know, anytime it felt like uh, the communication was really hitting a spark, you know, we were just inspired like crazy. Right. And, and, and it's kind of why we ended up making a theatrical god of the communication between. Yes. Um, what do you mean by that? I think I know what you mean by that. But well, that that that, that in theater terms, mm -hmm. we all can recognize kind of models where okay, this is the artistic director's vision. Right. This is a playwright's theater. Mm -hmm. This is uh, the acting ensemble. Um, I guess most normally, kind of makes a, a goddess and god out of the story is told. 
through the quality of the communication. Yes. Between each other. Yes. That is where the story lives. Yes. That is how we tell the story. Yes. The fabric and form and pressure and quality and subtlety and range of the communication between each other right. is what we're chasing. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Yeah. And, and, and everybody gets to be part of that if they want to be part of that. And if you want to be, uh, if you want to be a, a brick in that work, know that you're not going, a brick in a bad way. Yeah. Know that that's an easy thing to do. But you aren't in charge, man. We're all part of that communication, yeah. right? Yeah. We're all part of it. And you are a conduit for so many things. You're a conduit for the energy. You're a conduit for the love. You're a conduit for, for all the emotional content. You're a conduit for the words that were given, for the history that was given, for your movement, your body. Like, all that shit is part of it. Yeah. And when you have a director who's able to go, I see you. And I fucking know what you're doing and I love it. Or I see you and I know what you're doing and you're hiding. And or I see you and I know what you're doing and you are teaching me something right now. Yeah. That fucking conduit and that excitement. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing little fucking shows that don't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're getting, you're on a show right now. Scandals is, 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 is a show where I am watching everybody just loving working with everybody else. That's coming across to you? It's coming across to me. There was one, there was one it's, episode. Because it's, it's, it's very true. There's it's one episode true. where I looked at somebody and went, I, I, him I don't believe. And it was a, it was a guest star. Mm -hmm. And I went, that guy I don't believe. And I felt like, okay, that's okay. Yeah. Because that makes me look at everybody else and say, that's why that shit's working. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of the current iteration of the Los Angeles Clippers basketball team. Oh, yeah. And they have... Wait, let's take a moment. They have this... Ten years ago, would you have thought you'd say that? I always had a little bit of underdog love That's because they were now hopeless. It's, now it's fucking different. <laughs> because, but now it's different. Because they and were hopeless. Go, oh, exactly. And, right, but I right. love right. that... Uh, what you, I don't know how old he is, but that Jamal Crawford is kicked around forever. Right. That Matt Barnes kicked around, and right. I feel like kind of got semi-abused in mm -hmm. the Kobe Lakers, mm -hmm. and and um, that all these disparate little pieces have come together, and they are grateful as hell to be with each other, and having like a blast. Right. They're having like a teamwork ensemble blast. Right. Together, which right. I, oh, I love. I right. love. That's the great thing about certain. Say what you want about the Cubs, but if you become a Cub, you have to know all the baggage that comes with that. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of you being yeah. there. Yeah. But it's all about the ensemble and the expectations of anybody going to that theater called Wrigley, of watching the show that is called That Ball Game there. And the idea of the ensemble as a team and the team as an ensemble. I don't think many people look at it in that way. That we're, that, that the, the Clippers, that's an ensemble. Oh, my God. Because you yes. want to call it a team. Yeah. And what happens with, with uh, improvisation is we, so many people call the, the cast of an improv show a team. And when you call a cast of an improv show a team, for me, I try not to use that word. For me, I, I don't use that word. When you call it a team, it becomes um, something that art doesn't like to be and that is competitive. Uh, uh, uh -huh. And if you uh -huh. want to go, it's just something we call it, I feel like, then don't call it that. Because uh -huh. if uh -huh. I call it a cast, yeah. then you're an actor. Yeah. If I call it a team, then you're an athlete. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And you are an athlete as an uh -huh. actor in a certain extent as well. Yeah. But the drama that goes on, on the, on the, uh, when, when the Clippers are playing or any other team, I could see that as being an ensemble too. To watch Michael Jordan and that whole... Uh, yeah, 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 just gorgeous, you know, so communication, gorgeous, gorgeous synergy. Gorgeous communication, yeah. and that really is true. Yeah, yeah. The communication to watch, to watch Michael Jordan head down, I mentioned this before, to watch him head down court and to just watch him and to see him take the ball in his hand and reach up and just toss it out and go, where is he tossing it? And like, there's Pippen who goes, right behind him you know what I mean? he's not even looking at where he's catching the ball and it's like he flips it backwards and this curse got it and kukar and it's like what the fuck is going on here and it eventually goes back to look at that ballet right there it goes back to michael jordan and goes dunk and you're like fuck what the fuck just happened it's like the second act ends
end of, uh, of August Osage County, where the first time I saw that, it was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> that was the most stirring thing I've ever seen on stage. When we read <clears throat> that second act and that extended table scene of whatever it is, about 12 people, mm -hmm. I got it, David, I remember it just, uh, you know, I just remember this sort of chills in the spine territory of, and I remember almost breaking the scene and looking, uh, turning around and, and, and looking at Tracy Letts sitting there with director Anna Shapiro uh, uh, and, and saying, Jesus, man, this is, this is ridiculous because it was so sublime. It was, uh, 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 the Moscow Art Theater had Chekhov to kind of fully write what he wanted to write with knowledge of the orchestra he was <laughs> writing for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and Odette's and, and uh, the group theater. Mm -hmm. And, and Steppenwolf, um, I'm sure because of uh, proclivity and I'm sure because of kind of uh, uh, characteristic and mysterious other things and also because of unmysterious things like David Mamet and W.H. Macy and other people That's carving cast. out mm -hmm. local territory of we're doing all new work. Right. And in a very simple way, us coming about two years after them, um, we, we said we can't, we cannot, uh, that that isn't our territory. That can't be our territory. They've really they're doing great at that. Mm -hmm. They've got that locked right now. Right. Um, um, we're going to do the existing repertoire and kind of the classic American repertoire, and then we're going to look for things that have, people have neglected the shit out of. Right. Um, uh, um, because the absolutely new uh, um, new plays, uh, uh, um, they've they've got their Hand, hand prints all over it. Mm -hmm. um, and where was that going? Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, we're, talking about, we're talking about we're talking about the the moments of that you sat at that table for the table. Oh and yeah, you go, so so here. Yeah, was, yeah, I remember. So this yeah, okay. so here was a guy uh, uh, who grew up in Oklahoma, Tracy Letts, and who mm -hmm. came to Chicago mm -hmm. and who uh, slaved away in all sorts of theaters as mm -hmm. an actor mm -hmm. and wrote a play every, you know, four to six years or mm -hmm. something. Um, and, um, and, and then we started working with him. Mm -hmm. And then he became a family member, right. but having a big chunk of his adult life as a uh, um, kind of beautiful uh, migrant worker in Chicago theater. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? And that's what you do as a Chicago theater, yeah. as an actor in Chicago theater, yeah. or a playwright or wherever it's like, you're a migrant worker going from here to here and yeah. here to here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and I remember saying to him and thanking him and saying, you know, we've been crazy, crazy lucky through the decades, man. I, I mean, and we, 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 we've had gorgeous territory. We've mm -hmm. had, you know, um, App soup to nuts of amazing food, right? Artistically, <laughs> but we've never had as homegrown and as mature and as giant a collaboration with a new play and playwright mm -hmm. who was part of our home, right? Um, right. We never had our check out for Odette's, right. in a way. But it was and just you are and you are it, man. And it's right. and it's uh, uh, and then and then that and then also something about that second act that you talked about about uh, August Osage, which is a sublime a sort of piece of of it's contrapuntal a ensemble family writing as you can find. I just want to say I don't want to get this in because people are listening to it and might not know it. It's it's a three act play. Yes. And so this is at the end of a second act. There's an intermission in between each one yeah. of those. So yeah. it's this fucking building up thing. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I looked around the table at Rondi Reed and Sally Murphy and mm -hmm. Deanna Dunnigan and 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 uh, uh, um, Jan Barford and and it's kind of like God. I've known you for seven years. I've I've known of you for 24 years, right. but this first time I ever worked with you, right. Diana. Francis, you and I have known each other now 30 years. Right. And da -da 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 -da. Right. I kind of looked around and I thought, this gorgeous, gorgeous writing. And then another <sighs> thought came into my head. If we can't do this, we're fucking idiots. 
<laughs> we were born to do this. Right. We've we've spent the uh, hundred thousand hours or right. whatever it is that you're supposed to spend. You led everything, but everything. Right, right. What is it? Ten thousand hours. Was, yeah, ten thousand right. hours. But, but it's that it's that idea also that he came to you because of that, and there was this meshing, and he could not not come to you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. You could not be Steppenwolf and not have somebody at some point say this, and you go, oh fuck. Yeah. We've been waiting for this. Yeah. Or we didn't even know that we were waiting for this. Yeah. Or, oh, this. Because it was a game changer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It was. It was. So, it's just, so what happens is, there's at the, at the end of the second act, there's this build up. Like throughout the fucking show from the first line, there's this build up. There's a build up. And at the end of the second act, um, Amy Morton's character... Um, who's who's the voice of reason, but also flawed, and uh, and and all that. She like suddenly just gets up and says, oh, "What what's the line?" She says, "She says you don't get it." Right. I'm running things right. now. I'm running things now. And you go fuck. And there, and then and then lights out, and everybody in the audience is going, "Where's my breath? What happened to my breath? Where's my fucking breath? I had breath, and now I don't have breath." I'm running things now. And you go, oh, thank God, what's going to happen now? Do you get that in life? Do you get that in other things? Do other people get that shit? I mean, I know it's a rhetorical question, but there are some times where you go, that's going to, that, that happened. And, and for me to be witness to y'all doing that made me feel so part of it. And it's yours, but it's mine because that's what theater is. You share that. You are, you guys are, your, our job as actors is to be voyeur meat to the audience that pays to be voyeurs. And when you give me fucking something to talk about, that Bonnie Raitt song, I'm going to fucking jump the fuck all over and go, yes, because I know when you're bullshitting and you don't have to. There were some gorgeous peer compliments uh, that I remember from backstage. Helen Mirren coming back and saying, when I was a kid, my mother took me to the Moscow Art Theater. I haven't seen ensemble work like this since then. Mike Nichols coming back and saying, this could only come from Chicago. There is no ego in this work. Arguably not true, uh, but but (laughs) arguably true, you know, you know. It's just a beautiful, but he's interesting true. comment. Right, but it's, it's an interesting comment because you, it makes you really take a look at the, the place of ego in the work that you're doing mm-hmm. and, and the fact that you, maybe there, there might have been one point in your life where you, you would not ever have said, I would like to be nominated and win an award, but now we get to say that. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, and for me, I don't think that it's because, it's not because of ego, it's more along the lines of, I've had so much fun doing this, that'd be a fun thing if I can do too, yes. right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, who wouldn't like to taste all of it? And I do feel like I have tasted it because I'm so in love with ensembleness. <laughs> we've, uh, right, we've won best plays. Right. You know? Right, right, in right. The, in the English-speaking world. Right. I've gotten to go to London at the National Theater in right. Sydney and, mm-hmm. and uh, all of this with plays that, but I, not just that, that I would kind of kill for. And yeah. it's also with the people that you've worked with. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. And the people that we've all worked with. Yeah, there's and, something. If I can, well, you keep talking, David. And I'm going to see if I can. I'm okay. See if I can find it. Well, I'm, and uh, uh, so the idea, of, like, w- stall, Dave. So it's the idea no. of no, it's a stall. Second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stall, stall, yeah, stall. So, um, for, for me, I look at the people that I've worked with, and I feel like I can, I can, I do not keep looking. I feel so fucking blessed in, 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 and appreciative and grateful, and that gratefulness spreads to everybody. Because if I'm grateful to work with you, you're going to feel it. And that gratefulness is not something that's bullshit. It's gratefulness that is absolutely whole and true. Because I'm not... And the projects that we get, Jeff, are projects that we get because people like to work with us. And that's not an ego thing. It's more along the lines of, I'm enjoying every fucking moment that I'm in right now. And that's not an easy thing for most people to say. Because... Because... Of the seven deadly sins. Be careful for pride. You can't say what it is. You can't say that I want to win an award because that's prideful and boastful and it's not attractive. And the, <laughs> and the Lord won't let you in. And you go... But you know, I laugh. I laugh. Um, Jennifer Lawrence uh, in uh, uh, um, 
Winter's Bone. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Hunger Games, but uh, the Silver Lining playbook. Did you see right that now. one? Yeah. So I know a, a, a little. You don't bit have of to see Hunger Games, but yeah. Uh, 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 um, and I'm just, I was just knocked out. I just, the, the, the sort of the talent level. I'm just, I don't know. I was capt- I'm captivated. And and uh, what she said on a word show the other day. I beat Meryl. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> you guys, I just beat Meryl. Or something, and it was, and it was you. You know, you got to you. you it made me laugh. It made it made me kind of delighted. And, but you're right. It made me a little scared for her. Be right. careful. Oh shit! Be careful. Right. There's there's you, you know you could you'll fly too near the sun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but it is that thing. That that it, where you got where you go. Oh no 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 no! Don't do that! I like you so much, and now you did that. Now you're human. You're not supposed to be human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I don't need to read this. Okay, All right. That's okay. okay. I get it. Um, I I I I look at I look at at somebody like her, and you go. You know where she came from? She came from like nowhere. The uh, winter's winter's bone or winter bones winter's bones yeah winter's bone I think winter's bone. Um, you look at somebody like that and you go, where the fuck did you come from? Mm, mm, I know. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was was retarded when he was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Right. I know. I know. I love those. Ex- those are amazing experiences. Right. When you first, uh, what, what was that movie that uh, um, um, wonderful crazy the man who was in the wrestler. Or whatever it was called, uh, you know, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey. Like Rourke. the first one I remember was the one with John, uh, with William Hurt. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And Kathleen Turner. Yes, yes. Body yes, Heat. Body Heat. Man, Body Heat. Body Double. Or something. Body Heat. Yeah, right. Right. yeah. Body Heat. Yeah. But anyway, uh-huh. when you first see an actor, I think right. I first saw Tommy Lee Jones and Sissy Spacek in a PBS TV movie called Verna, USO Showgirl. Uh huh. But when you first see an actor, or Anthony Hopkins in a BB as a BBC TV show as a veterinarian or something, uh-huh. and you first see this kind of amazing chop spirit soul of someone, uh, uh, and that first hit is like Jesus, it's cool. Yeah. yeah, when I saw Tina Fey, yeah, on on main stage at Second City, yeah, I, I, you look at her and you go, where I don't know where the fuck you came from. Uh huh. And then when I got to play with her, you know, do the do the improv set with her, uh-huh. you, you you are in, you're 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 sucked into that, and you are so taken care of, because that's part of that where you go. I don't know where you t- where you, where you're from, but you're letting me in because I am so fucking attracted to you. And I don't mean sexually attracted to you. I am attracted to you to what you're doing. And when you you know having worked with all the people that I've worked with, you know, working with working with all those great Second City people, yeah. and they're so real and honest and true and not trying, but they are, but they're not, and and you can tell that they're not trying, and you can tell that there's something within them where you go, you got you fucking know it, man. Okay, now the audience has to pick up Alan Arkin's book and read it because I haven't. Oh, his, my wife read to me uh-huh. from it, right? Um, like two nights ago. Uh huh. I don't have it. And I can only paraphrase this, but he's talking to Madeline Kahn. Mm-hmm. I don't know, at one moment in the decades and decades of work. This is his new book that came out last year. Yes. Right. Like something improvised and, or something. And he's, and, and he's in um, you know, kind of delicious uh, uh, love with all that Madeline Kahn is because I guess she's a, she's a crazy, gifted pianist and, and a, uh, a you know, operatic-level singer mm-hmm. and a comedian mm-hmm. and, a, and a this and a that and mm-hmm. this and that. And he said, what, 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 what did you want to do most? What, what spoke to you most? Was it acting? Was it singing? Was it, was it instrumentalness? You know, and she goes, no, well, no, no, no. I do remember, I do remember music very, very early. And she kind of thought and thought and thought, and forgive the paraphrase of this, read Alan Arkin's book, it's gorgeous, uh, this passage. And, he's, and Madeline says, I guess I just wanted to be the music. And Alan Harkins said, in that sentence, in that sentiment, I was so 
you know, humbled, delighted. It could have saved me decades <laughs> of of uh, falderall, of me trying to work on my craft and this and that, because I realized that is what I wanted too. Right. You know, that's right. what I most wanted to somehow and, be the music. Yeah. But don't you? I, I, and, and so I. For me, there are times when I'm on stage where I am the words, I am me, I am the chairs, I am the actors on stage with me, I am the audience, I am at one with all of that because I have surrendered any need to be anything other than, oh, this is really going to sound so Southern California, other than, to be anything other than the spirit that is the love of art. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and at that moment, all ego is gone. All uh, you are in the moment so much in that moment, you don't know where the fuck you're going, and you don't care because you're riding that energy at that moment. Yep, 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 yep. And when we get words that help us lift us up. And we all know in theatrical, uh, we all know in plays that we've seen where we, where we watch somebody who is suddenly unified, that one physical person is unified with the spirit of the words that the playwright or, or screenwriter has put upon them. And they're both wearing the coat that is meant for them to fucking wear at that moment and to be witness to that, to bear fucking witness to that. And the moment that you bear witness to that, you go, uh, I, just, I just witnessed a, 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 a religious fucking happening. It's true. I just witnessed a, a fucking religious happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. And I think that in the time before there was theater, that's what religion was called. And that's why people went, oh man, what? what? Jesus, there's this guy, he's got this show called Jesus. He's in the Jesus show and he's coming to town, right? <laughs> there's this guy, Buddha. You're going to fucking love it. You're going to love him. You're going to love him. He's amazing. This guy is great. What does he do? Right. What do you mean right? What does he do? Right. What do you mean? That's what he does. What? That. What is that? Yeah. You know the show. It's called Buddha Show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Let's end there. Great. Good. Good, good, good. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrosowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.